0: Today on the Morning Edition, millions of dollars are at stake for Alaska schools, but Governor Dunleavy indicates the historic bill is just not enough. The latest from Juneau Plus. It's primary day in Michigan. I'm Jared Hill with what's at stake for both parties, even with the results all but certain.
1: later, the Oscars are more than a week away, but it seems we're all just still living in a Barbie world. we look at how one part of the film will still have a starring role in the show as the morning edition starts now. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for waking up joining us here on a tuesday i just loved that movie did you see it i didn't get to see barbie oh my gosh i now i need to it's like all the rage i liked it (laughs) well good morning everyone starting off your tuesday weather-wise good morning how are we looking
2: Uh, good morning we are seeing that snow from yesterday beginning to calm down across parts of south central some of that heavier activity occurring through uh turnigan pass out towards prince william sound while inland locations Our biggest concern really has just been some breezy conditions through the night into this morning. We're still holding on uh, to those mostly cloudy to overcast skies as we start off your Tuesday. Uh, As far as what we're seeing temperature wise, we are beginning to see how many locations dipping down into the teens, 18 degrees currently in Anchorage. Uh, There's those wind gusts up to 24 miles per hour, which is making it feel more like four degrees outside. Uh, So we are expected to hold on to those breezy conditions for a large portion of the day with gusts as high as about 30 miles per hour. Uh, throughout the rest of your Tuesday. Sixteen degrees in Wasilla, thirteen in Palmer. Uh, we've got fifteen in Talkeetna, while areas near the Gulf Coast region still sitting in the twenties. Uh, beginning to see that snowfall also through parts of Turnigan Pass beginning to taper off, which is where we did see that winter weather advisory uh, yesterday. You can see the bulk of the precip uh, really beginning to shift out towards uh, Prince William Sound. With that said, we're still seeing some Uh, Snowfall potential uh, along the Seward Highway if you're heading south, uh, out towards the Kenai. uh, But you can see, again, out towards Prince William Sound through parts of the Copper River Basin. uh, This is where we're holding on to that best snowfall potential this morning. Now, taking a look at those uh, uh, traffic cameras, the AK-511, this is at Summit Lake, milepost 45.8. You can see, yes, still snowing and you will encounter some visibility reduction this morning in addition to those windy conditions uh, that we do have across parts of South Central. Just some light accumulation expected uh, through the remainder of today. We're talking about many locations seeing anywhere from about an additional one to two inches of snowfall. And then we're drying out through the rest of the week with some sunshine returning and some colder conditions across South Central. In fact, we're talking about highs uh, as we welcome in Wednesday through Friday. We'll be seeing right around 10 to 15 degrees, even Saturday, uh, getting into in the mix with those colder conditions. Also seeing the potential for at least three consecutive mornings of seeing some sub-zero lows. And for some, that starts as we head into the overnight hours tonight. I'll have more details on that, in that seven day forecast coming up.
1: New this morning, the Tudor and Seward Highway southbound lanes are back open after being closed for about five and a half hours. The text alert went out last night around 1130.
0: All we know is the southbound lanes of the Seward Highway were blocked off and investigators were on
1: scene. Keep it to Alaska's news source for any updates on this story. Developing this morning, two people are dead and others severely injured after a shooting in Point Hope, Alaska. It happened on Sunday, but the community is still reeling from the tragedy. According to charging
0: documents, a 16-year-old Point Hope resident remains in custody and is facing multiple counts of murder. Police responded to reports of a shooting around 11.30 Sunday night. Officers found a man and a woman dead and two men severely wounded all appeared to have been shot. A witness told police they saw the suspect enter the home with a handgun and start shooting before fleeing on a four-wheeler.
1: Later, the suspect's father arrived at the Point Hope police station with his son. The father said his son admitted to him that he had done it. Police say the suspect was interviewed with his parents present where he admitted to shooting the four adults.
0: North Slope Borough leaders emphasize there's no continuing safety risk. The governor posted a statement saying he and his wife are, quote, devastated by the tragic shooting that occurred in Point Hope. Our hearts ache for the families and residents affected by this senseless act we will continue to pray for healing and justice this is a developing story we'll have all of the latest details for you online at alaskasnewsource.com
1: opening arguments are expected to begin today in the trial of talon westlake he is indicted on multiple charges related to his father's death talon is the son of former legislator dean westlake who was killed in august of 2022 Challenge charges include manslaughter, murder, and tampering with evidence. Jury selection was completed Monday.
0: News coming from the Iditarod. 2023 Rookie of the Year Eddie Burke Jr. is withdrawing from the race.
1: This comes after the Iditarod recently reinstated him into this year's running on Friday. Burke took to Facebook yesterday saying, quote, After being reinstated, it's been a challenge to gather my team back together and prepare for the race This has not only been difficult for me, but also the mushers I have made agreements with. After tough consideration, I've made the decision to withdraw from this year's race and honor the agreements I have made with my fellow mushers.
0: A major education bill is headed to the governor's desk. It includes the largest funding increase for schools in state history, and it's already passed in both the House and the Senate. But there's no guarantee Governor Dunleavy will sign it into law. A news conference is scheduled for today, and lawmakers are already talking about the possibility of a veto. Steve Kerch has the latest in our Capitol coverage.
3: Governor Mike Dunleavy is announcing a press conference while saying on social media in his review, this educational bill Falls far from improving the educational outcomes of students. But Senate President Gary Stevens says this bill could prove hard to veto.
4: The governor can't uh, veto certain parts of this bill. He can't veto this part and leave that part. He has to veto the whole bill. But then, when it comes to appropriation, he can veto uh, individual items in that in the in the appropriations bill. So um, I'm anxious to see what
3: he does. Uh, Furthering complicating things, grant money with a deadline, which supporters say is needed to improve rural school internet speed, is. Only- also included in this bill. The governor saying in a social media statement, it appears to do the same thing we have done for decades, just spend money. It doesn't support REEDs Act, it fails to improve access to public charter schools and it does nothing to recruit and retain teachers when incentive pay. We can't keep doing the same thing year after year and expect different results. Speaking to money, the bill also moves away from some of the educational priorities the governor outlined early in the session. It includes $680 in per student funding, up from $300. A charter school coordinator, instead of allowing the state board to have new application authority, as the governor wanted, and on teacher bonuses, there's non-binding language about making a local decision. Instead of 5,000 to 15,000, the governor argued, was needed to recruit and retain teachers. Passing in the Senate 18-1 on Monday, Senator Mike Schauer was the only no-vote, saying he thought the governor's teacher bonus incentive should have been kept in the package.
4: Well, then we're kinda of doing the same thing. We're throwing another, at this point, about a quarter of a billion dollars the system uh, with no guarantee it's going to go where we know it needs to go to make the difference.
3: Now, Palmer Senator Shelley Hughes voted in favor of this bill, but she says if the governor decides to veto it, she will be on his side on this. Steve Kirch, Alaska's News Source.
0: It was Congresswoman Mary Peltola's turn to deliver her annual address to the Alaska State Legislature. She discussed issues like outmigration, education, infrastructure development, energy transitions, and job creation. Peltola talked about the importance of Alaskan voices being heard on decisions that impact the state, especially on issues with climate change, energy production, and policy discussions. Peltola addressed the abundance of energy in Alaska and the high energy costs throughout the state.
5: We are witnessing the effects of a changing climate in real time with Alaskan houses already sinking into the permafrost. For the sake of our future, we have to do something. We need to be creating a cleaner future for the next generation, not by rejecting fossil fuels entirely, but by investing in new technology that can power our homes and businesses with fewer emissions for a lower cost.
0: Representative Peltola emphasized the importance of looking into the future and determining how to embrace change. She recognized the passion Alaskans have for the state and the need for new minds to get involved and have their voices heard.
1: An acreage sales tax has long been a debate, oftentimes a controversial one. The topic came up as the candidates for mayor told the Chamber of Commerce just where they stand. Lord Maxwell tells us what some had to say.
5: Mayor Bronson will have nine challengers on the April 2nd ballot and a lot of them were in the room today to debate the issues they say are important to Anchorage. One of the questions they were asked was about a sales tax. Some of the candidates said the city isn't doing the best job of spending money now, including former Assembly head Suzanne LaFrance. So the first thing we have to do is do a better job of providing services for the money that taxpayers are paying. And we also need to think about what's the best way to invest in ourselves and what will give us the best return. LaFrance didn't say whether she favored a tax, but former Anchorage Economic Development Corporation head Bill Pop was more enthusiastic.
2: And a year-round sales tax with almost 20% of it being paid by people who
4: don't live in Anchorage is a tax break for the citizens. And these are things that we should be having a long conversation about, at least a year's worth, Before we take it to a vote.
2: Former uh,
5: State Representative Chris uh, Tuck was less direct, citing his legislative experience.
3: Uh, We passed a fiscal plan, one of the first fiscal plans in the state history. And one of the things that we did is we made sure that we were efficient and we uh, managed cuts before we started asking people to, to pay for more.
5: Tuck said if needed, he would prefer a seasonal sales tax. But incumbent Mayor Dave Bronson said the city has a spending problem. It needs to get under control. Uh, Spending is the challenge. Uh, I could support a seasonal sales tax if it guaranteed dollar-for-dollar reduction in property tax. Most of the forum focused on how to strengthen the Anchorage economy. Lauren Maxwell, Alaska's News Source.
1: There are 10 total candidates running for Anchorage mayor on March 13th. KTUU will televise a debate at 7 p.m. between the four candidates that you just saw who qualified because by the latest APOC filing deadlines, they had public campaign webpages, a campaign chairperson who's not solely the candidate, and also a dedicated campaign bank account. That debate airs March 13th on Channel 2.
0: Alaska Airlines says a flight headed to Anchorage turned back Saturday after a whistling sound was heard from one of the forward doors. Flight 828 was in the air for about 40 minutes when it turned back to Honolulu. The airline says it landed without any issues and the guests were rebooked the next day. Alaska Airlines says the plane has been inspected and is back in service.
1: Coming up, art is a form of expression in more ways than one. In today's all-good news, meet an Alaska artist who paints
0: beautifully, but always adds a little bit of what matters the most
2: to her. Still holding on to some areas of snowfall across South Central. Outside of today, we dry out with colder conditions returning to the region. I'll have more details on that, but first, sunrise, 806, sunset, 618, 10 hours and 11 minutes of daylight.
0: The month of love is coming to an end with a bang of flavor. That's because today is National Strawberry Day. The fruit is a native plant here in Alaska. In the southeast, it's not unusual to find wild growing berry patches. Yeah,
1: ancient Romans believed strawberries had medicinal purposes. They prescribed them for several ailments, including sore throats, fever, even depression. And fun fact, despite their name, strawberries are actually part of the rose family which might explain their decadent smell and of course their bright colors interesting i didn't know love that strawberries i do love strawberries <laughs> i feel like some saying? strawberries
2: and yogurt in the morning too
1: uh, yeah with some granola yeah making
2: me hungry over here <laughs> holding under those temperatures this morning sitting on the chillier side across south Sunjul you may have noticed yes we're coming out of our fall spring where we saw an extended stretch of weather with those temperatures uh, above freezing. In fact, we did see four consecutive days where those temperatures broke into the 40s. Uh, since Saturday, we began to see those temperatures drop back below freezing. We saw a high of 27 Saturday, uh, 24 Sunday, and yesterday we only made it uh, to 18 degrees. Now, today we should climb back into the lower 20s as we will see the return to some sunshine, uh, but colder conditions continue to spill into Uh, the state. 20 below is what it feels like in McGrath. 25 below in Kotzebue. You can see from Fort Yukon out towards the slope. uh, We're seeing those wind chills anywhere from about 30 to 40 below this morning. Uh, Even seeing some uh, bitter cold wind chills out towards parts of southeast where we're seeing some winter storm warnings and some winter weather advisories that storm system that's been impacting us here in South Central. Uh, that's quickly exiting to the southeast. And as it does, it's taking that snowfall that we have here in South Central. It's coming to an end and we are going to see some sunshine returning into the afternoon hours. On the backside of this low, we are pumping in some colder and drier air. are uh, really going to begin to see the return of that colder conditions as we welcome in uh, your Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, where we're going to be talking about those highs sitting uh, anywhere from about 10 to 15 degrees. And that cold air will continue uh, to spill south across the state. That bright white color you're seeing, uh, that's those air temperatures sitting below zero degrees. And we're certainly going to see that Uh, as we close out the rest of this week and welcome in the weekend. So be prepared for these colder conditions. Uh, Starting off the ceremonial start of the Iditarod into the official restart, we're going to be talking about those highs sitting in the teens and the lower 20s uh, with a gradual warming trend as we welcome in uh, next week. Those temperatures today warming back into the low to mid-20s. We're going to see some some cloudy skies this morning into the afternoon hours, that sunshine does return across South Central. Uh, one thing we also will be watching, that persistent northerly wind that we have across South Central. Uh, we'll continue to see the potential for gust up to about 30 miles per hour. Not everyone seeing that. Uh, really notice how it's favoring parts of the Susitna Valley down through the Anchorage Bowl and western parts of the Kenai. Uh, this is where we're going to see most of those winds today. Not uh, significantly windy, but we will see. Uh, Some of those gusty conditions continuing up to about 30 miles uh, per hour. So breezy winds with some a.m. snow, 29 in Soldatna, 34 degrees in Kodiak. Uh, We've got some light to moderate snow continuing through Prince William Sound and the Copper River Basin uh, where we could pick up an additional one to two and a half inches of snowfall with some of the heavier activity Uh, occurring out towards Cordova into the valley. Some afternoon sunshine. Those temperatures warming into the mid to upper 20s uh, will be a breezy afternoon for you as well with those winds out of the north, northeast. And in that seven day forecast, you can see just how cold we'll get here over the next several days. Uh, We're talking about a stretch of uh, four day stretch of seeing those highs anywhere from 10 to 15 degrees. Overnight lows, sub-zero values can be expected. Uh, you can see as we welcome in the weekend, uh, uh, the ceremonial start of the Iditarod, a high of 13 degrees, bundle up if you're heading downtown. The restart, uh, we'll see those temperatures uh, rebound back into the lower 20s and continuing to warm next week with a chance for some snow by Monday and a high of 25.
1: All right. Thanks, Aaron for the update. Well, for an artist, they all have their own reasons why. They create what they create. Some feel that they can express themselves with clay. Others prefer beadwork. Yes, yeah, Shannon Old of Anchorage uses paint splatter as her medium
0: and she says her art has a larger purpose. Dave has her story in today's All Good News.
4: It's just art, or is it? Simple angular mountains, the smooth curves of a fox, rays of northern lights reaching up from a valley, like streamers at a nature party.
6: I I paint just with these visions. I get in my head, Um, I visualize it, it's really hard sometimes for me to explain, like, you know, they ask me, how did you come up with that? What, it's just something I see in my head.
4: For Shannon Ald of Anchorage, putting down what she sees in her head is part art and part art cathartic.
6: I paint for therapy.
4: They say putting down your thoughts is a way to face them head on. On the surface, these paintings resonate all things Alaska and the simplistic nature of life up here. But look a little closer.
6: And if you notice, all my, my signature mark is the paint splatter. It's on everything. Um, That's not always everyone's cup of tea.
4: I don't like tea, but I really like Shannon's work. It just spoke to me. Why, I don't know. But look at this hyper raven or this somber moose, both from the same brush with different emotions, same splatter.
6: When I put that splatter on the painting, it just, it's like kind of how I let go. So it just, that's, so it's on everything now. And that's my mark.
4: (laughs) You might say splatter is her sole expression and a way of letting it go.
6: If I was feeling angry, like some emotions that I was having, that was a way I would just take the paint and just like splatter it on the canvas. And that would, I would feel so much better after.
4: It's funny, isn't it, what we see in these acrylic paintings, a sweet otter, an adorable llama, a simple pair of extra tufts and fireweed, but just below the surface, there's more
6: i mean i'll admit and and others probably struggle with this too but uh, i struggle with depression and so painting for me is a great way to um, just get some of that out and especially the splatter
4: and she almost lost her life
6: i had an aneurysm a long time ago and I wasn't supposed to live.
4: These days, Shannon's living her best life, teaching painting classes where she's sharing what she's discovered, the power of the splatter.
6: And so I tell people at the end of the painting, we splatter it and if there's anything in you that feels anger you want to let go of, now's your chance and we splatter it. (laughs)
4: And you might ask, when does a mom of two young kids find quiet time to put paint to canvas?
6: Nine to midnight, you know, after the kids go to bed, <laughs> during nap time.
4: So she makes time to bring us her creations with a bit of her soul in each stroke and splatter. The humble artist, I'm Dave Allgood and Shannon Ald.
6: So I just don't think of it as, I don't know, other people liking it so much, I guess.
4: <laughs> is the Auld good news?
1: Shannon says she's been painting a long time, but it's kind of finally finding her groove at the canvas and also in teaching others.
0: And if you like what you saw, Shannon plans to attend several festivals this summer. You can find out more about her by going to this all good news story on Alaska's News
1: Source. You've been listening to the Alaska's News Source podcast. Subscribe to have the latest episodes delivered to your library automatically.